Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, guys, and welcome to Emotionally Empowered Radio. Um, I'm your host, Ebony, and I want to welcome you guys to my show. It is 2019. Um, This is our first show of the year. So we definitely have some things that um, we are excited about. For example, um, I do have a new co-host. You guys helped me welcome her with open arms. Hey, Duana. Hey, guys. So, um, Duana, tell us a little bit about yourself, honey, since you're new to the show. I know we posted a bio, and we've been promoting real heavy this week, but um, tell us a little bit about yourself. What are some of the things that you love to do? Um, I'm a pretty, you know, simple person. I love being with my family. Spend the time with my family. I'm married. I have five children. Love spending time with them. I have a huge family, extended family as well. So I get, get with my family all the time. We spend a lot of time together. Um, I love to write. I love poetry, crafting, photography, creative stuff. So you know, I, I dip off into the creative mindset a lot, creative juices a lot. Um, I also, um, I go to church. Um, I'm active in the ministry. So a lot of things that I like to do is kind of pretty family-oriented. Okay. Sounds good to me. Um, I want you guys to please, please, please um, pay no mind to my voice. I've been trying to drink tea and um, all of this good stuff today, but it's just not working. So, the gang is all here. We got producer Tamisha with us tonight. Um, as always, I'm so very thankful to have her um, producing my show. Hey, Tamisha. Hey, y'all. Hey, Tamisha. <laughs> so our topic tonight is um, mental health. And we're calling it Family Secrets Edition. Um, but before we jump into this topic, I definitely want to give you guys the number to call in. Our call-in number tonight is 646-668-2863. Again, that number is 646-668-2863. And so with it being a new year, um, before we get started, Dee, I just want to know, did you have like any um, – goals that you plan on achieving this year? I know we don't really do resolutions no more. Some people do resolutions, but, you know, did you have any New Year's resolutions or anything that you wanted to accomplish this year? Um, not any resolutions. Um, just some goals that I am setting for myself to uh, just want to be a better me, um, finish up some projects that I started. Uh, I started some projects, you know, back years ago and, you know, last year and just need to finish up some projects. Um, I'm walking in a season that I call No More Fear. So a few projects that I had lined up, I stopped them because um, fear and procrastination. So that's definitely a goal of mine is to make sure that I get those projects done and, you know, get that stuff out out there that I need to get out there. So resolutions, I can't say that I do a resolution because I'm human. So, you know, I can fail at that resolution. So I just go ahead and set the goals for myself and, you know, write it down. 
and, you know, get get with it. I know that's right. Yeah, um, I definitely don't think that I said, I don't have any resolutions, I'll say that. Um, I do have some goals. Hey, Rob. Uh, hey, Dre. Um, Janika, all of you guys, Ty, all of you guys, cousins, James, hey. So to everybody that's watching, hey, 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 I hope you guys have some good comments lined up for tonight. Our phone number is 646-668-2863. Um, I know that I'm live. Um, I know that um, my co-host, Dewana, is live as well. Um, so, so, so sorry. <laughs> tonight, y'all. But, so, we're definitely going to get in um, to this topic. And, and like I said earlier, we're talking about mental health, um, family secrets. And I thought this was important because, um, well, in light of, I think that we thought about this topic right at the right time because the whole situation with R. Kelly and everything just went off and it was this six-part series and whether I wanted to watch it or not, I still ended up watching it. I couldn't pull myself away from it. Um, and so we have a lot of this stuff going on in the community and so many people um, are dealing with mental health issues. And those of us that are dealing with it, why is it that this is such a taboo subject? Like I just really, I have a hard time and I don't know if it's because I'm a medical um, person. I just feel like we should get in front of these issues. We should address these issues. It shouldn't be such a taboo subject, but yet it is. So, I mean, what's your thoughts on that, Dee? What do you think about that? I definitely think this is something that we definitely got to get in front of. I mean, there's so many things going on right now that, um, you know, if you we want to start with our Kelly situation, you know, just, just his mental state you know, just the things that was wrong with him in the beginning stages, you know, that we can't even, we don't really know. We only know what he said, you know, but just those things alone, you know, that somebody dropped the ball on that. And it's because our community do not um, take it serious enough, you know, different things like suicide, depression, you know, me and my friends and my siblings talk about how depression is real all the time. And it really is. And not enough people, um, jump in front of it, you know, and definitely, we definitely don't like seeking counsel for it, you know, going to some therapy for it. So, you know, it's just been something that I believe that for our community, um, for the urban community, black community, I, I believe that it's been swept under the rug for, for decades and decades, even back to slavery time, you know, just that whole mental state and a brainwash of, you know, you're not supposed to get the help and things like that. So we push everything under the rug because we were told to keep it secrets and things like that. So we couldn't let things out. So I just think that that just progressed over the over time, and now it's just really, 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 really bad. Absolutely. Um, and this is something that I see that we have a call and I was trying to call in, um, and I think Tamisha is taking care of her, him or her. Um, right now at this moment, but it, it just seems like when you have a person um, in your family that is dealing with some type of mental um, issues or, you know, they have some type of an issue, whether it be, you know, it doesn't even have to, well, um, it's the same thing, I guess, it's a sickness, but whether it be um, a person that's dealing with um, 
you know, them having some type of a, uh, what if they're a sexual predator? You know, I think that we've all dealt with that type of stuff in our families, and we've all kind of um, been historically embarrassed or um, ashamed about this. But, I mean, I'm here to tell you, getting help is like the best thing that you can do. You know, mental illness is a chemical imbalance. It is such a chemical imbalance, and I just think that um, it's utterly ridiculous that uh, this is the type of stuff that we go through and we hide these things. Um, So if there is anybody who has any type of comments or personal uh, testimonies or anything, did you have any comments on your live, Dee? Let's see. Well, listen, you know, I'm the new co-host, so, you know, my everybody on my live is just saying, hey, hey, that's what the, that's my whole thing. <laughs> so they haven't got into it yet. Give, give them a minute to, you know, them, my husband. Okay, so, yeah, they all hate us and hey, honey, so you got to give them a minute to warm up to the call in and everything. So I want you guys um, on my live, guys, I want you guys to call in or Put your comments online so we can read those off, you know, share your testimonies and things like that. We are really looking forward to, you know, making this a platform that we can help people, you know, push forward and move forward with healing. So, and getting that information out there. If there's anybody on my live that has some information about mental health and things like that, Ashley, I know you do, so you can call in because I know that's the field you work in. I, I need you guys to, you know, be active in this. So we have an interesting comment on my end, and I was really waiting for somebody to mention this. It says, I find that, and it's a Sierra, um, I find that whenever in our community we attach it to sin, demons, or spirits. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I love it. Uh, any other part of the body can be sick, uh, but not the mind. So many don't receive the proper help. It's pray it away and wait for deliverance uh, when you may need medicine and Jesus. I Read gotta it for me one more time. Read the beginning part for me one more time. I find that whenever in our community we attach it to sin, demons, or spirits, any other part of the body okay. can be sick, but not the mind. Um, and I find that this is something that is historically True. I mean, even in um, medicine, whether it be mental, um, you know, psychological medicine or whatever, historically in medicine, before there was even treatment for ailments, you know, there was stuff like um, they felt like you had a spirit on you if you were sick or if you got sick with a disease, you know, you were, um, you know, classified as something other than just sick. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just not even in our community, but it's just historically, I just feel like um, this is really prevalent in the black community. Um, I think in some institutions and some churches and some organizations, they do feel like that, um, you know, sometimes it's just the spirit. And I, I do think that, oh, you know, I leave a deep stuff for y'all. <laughs> I'm not trying to. I'm really not trying to go too deep. It is what it is. Um, 
I do think that characteristically when somebody starts to act different, when somebody starts to behave differently, that's the first thing that we uh, tend to put it off on, you know, especially us church folk. And I say church folk with my uh, air quotes. So I got a, a good comment. Um, Courtney said, I think it starts when black parents used to say what happens in this house stays in this house. And I think you're absolutely right. I mean, we that that has been the same since forever, that what happens in this house stays in this house. So I definitely think that it comes from that. But I also, again, go, going back to slavery time, I think that it, it comes from that time. You know, not only do it come from that time because whatever happened in, in with slaves, whatever happened with the master stayed in that in that community. It it, it didn't get out. You didn't share that information. So these these are things that I think even go back to then. So I definitely think that what happens in this house stays in this house has affected our community a lot when it comes to mental health and family secrets. Yes. Absolutely. Um and I mean Definitely with this, the, the name of the show being Family Secrets, there's so many different things that are swept under the rug um, in our community, and we keep a lot of things a secret, but you don't think that a from a religious type of so you don't think that from like a religious type of standpoint, people associate mental illness and sickness with um, demonic spirits, or you must have done something to not be pleasing to God. You don't associate that with that. I do. I think some, a lot of, um, a lot of people in our community associated with that. Uh, yeah, I definitely, I definitely think that. Not, not everybody, but I, I definitely think a lot of people associated with that because we have, we still have to remember that there's a lot of people out here that have no belief system that are not religious people that don't don't they don't Absolutely. believe that anyway. So you know, I I think. Some people, some families, yes, probably the majority of families, yes, they, you know, stuff like that. Um, I got another comment from Rashonda. Why do you think our community shies away from admitting that having mental, that it shies away from having mental issues? And, again, I think it goes back to, to just saying um, our community shies away for different things, for different Back, 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 back. Slavery time reasons. Um, also, the, the the religion thing, you know, or what happens in this house stays in this house. Right. Um, I agree. I think it definitely goes back to that. You know, it's such a, a generational type of thing. You know, like you said. Absolutely. Um, definitely. Um, it's it's a sad generational type of thing, but you know, um, it is what it is. I personally I personally believe from um a medical standpoint, I said this before, it's it's a chemical imbalance and without proper treatment. A lot of times people say, Well, he hasn't been acting like this or she hasn't been acting like this, it's because a lot of mental illnesses don't have the onset until um puberty or a lot of people don't begin to have symptoms until they've uh, experimented with certain drugs. You know, you could be well into adulthood before uh, you are deemed to have a mental illness. You know what I'm saying? So it doesn't mean that just because we come here whole 
that we're always going to be that way or different things can't happen throughout life that can change the balance, um, you know, in our brains. Uh, um, agree. You know, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. Huh? Uh, let's see. I said I definitely agree with that. Mm, let's see. From Lashika. She said, then no one wants to admit that it's their family that has a problem. So that's how a lot of family secrets start. You want to comment on that? I agree. Well, I I agree with her. I definitely think that if it were me, though, um, I would be trying to give my family members some help. You know, I would rather be associated with getting them some help than allowing them to be out here doing any and everything and, you know, possibly harming somebody and harming themselves. Do you know how many people with mental illness go on to hurt people, to kill people, um, to rape people? And um, I was actually talking to somebody earlier about the topic, and she shared with me that, um, you know, it was her nephew. Her nephew um, and her family started to have symptoms of schizophrenia when he was a teenager. However, the signs and symptoms have always been there. But um, his mom would always say stuff like, well, ain't nothing wrong with my baby. Ain't nothing wrong with him. You know, he's okay. That's just, you know, again, sweeping it under the rug, acting like there's absolutely nothing wrong. Um, And he grew up to have a baby. And speculation around the death of the baby was that he killed the baby. Um, and his whole wow. family packed up and moved to the state because they were so embarrassed and so ashamed that their family member could have possibly um, did something like this. So this is something that they still haven't dealt with. You know, the fact that you, I, I place the blame on the people who allowed this. And that's just how I feel about it. I agree. And I think another, I think, I think a lot of times we also um, miss miss mental issues by um, sweeping it under the rug and uh, not not being knowledgeable of what different type of mental health issues even are. You know, there are a lot of types of mental issues, mental health issues that you know we just don't talk about. And uh, the the one that's big right now that that's been all over social media right now is suicide, depression, because depression, people sweep that under the rug so often um, that it, it just get overlooked. And then the person, you know, is so overwhelmed with life and they take their life, you know, and this is even happening in children now. You know, my children yeah. are in, my seventh and eighth grader have even dealt with different situations where they've had to talk girls out of suicide. You know, and I just think that we miss that. We miss those signs a lot. So I would encourage all parents, encourage all friends and family members to really pay attention to the different signs, you know, really research those different signs, you know, whatever you have to do to just look those different things up. I definitely encourage encourage us to do so. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. So if anybody has a comment, or if you just want to call in and listen to the show, our phone number is 646-668-2863. Again, that number is 646-668-2863. Um, I'm actually going to type it in uh, on the live 
so that you guys can um, have it. Uh, it'll be in the feed in my life. Um, but definitely, um, a lot of times you have people in the community who, who do get in front of it, and then we have the people who take medications, and after taking medications for so long, um, they think that they're cured and they get off of their medication. So, totally agree with that. And 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 another one of those. That's another one of those things that um, the, the the religious church folk uh, will will mess up and do. You know, say that they're not taking medication because you know Jesus is their healer. Yes, Jesus is my healer too. Trust me, Jesus <laughs> is my everything. But medication, he people he people on the planet to create medication for you to take, not for you to get off of it. So if you're not healthy enough, you take your medication until you're not supposed to take it anymore. And, you know, and you and you be led by that. But but you'll not stop taking your medication because, you know, you you just you holy and you know, you yeah. No, stop. Stop doing that. Stay on your medication. We need you to stay on your medication. Schizophrenic, depression. We need you to stay on your medication, really, and and as I'm serious about that. We we really take stuff like that and just say, hey, you know, I'm safe, I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, and you know, I ain't gotta take no medicine. No, God don't take care of me. Yes, God's gonna take care of us. He's gonna take care of us. He wants you to take that medicine. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Question from Monisa. She said, "Is anxiety and depression considered a mental illness?" I've worked at the hospital, and my experience with some of the patients, some were suffering from depression and anxiety, problem-driven. I've seen doctors medicate these. I've seen doctors medicate these patients. They look very lethargic and spaced out. Then there were some who showed strong signs of mental illness: paranoia, schizophrenic, and hearing voices. So we are, I, I'm going to say yes, because I did do some research. So, yes, depression, um, anxiety are forms of mental illness. Um, I'll let my host, Ebony, take this one because she is the medical expert on the line. It's definitely, um, it's, it's definitely mental illness. Um, the differences between anxiety and depression. Anxiety is something that a person can deal with long term. A person can um, find ways to cope with depression and anxiety without um, medication. You know, um, there's also a difference in just depression. I'm broke this week. I ain't got no money. And then there's clinical depression, which that's definitely something that needs to be treated with medication. So I think that everybody gets depressed. Um, everybody has been depressed. Um, but there's definitely a difference between the types of depression um, and stuff like that. Now, as far as the treatment for it, and um, her mentioning that she's seen people being very lethargic and stuff like that, <clears throat> those lethargy is a clinical sign of depression. Um, you know, you just mope around. You don't really want to do much sometimes. So, um you know, it, it just depends on what the person is being treated for. Sometimes people have to be put in a state um, 
to their to where they're almost comatose for them to even be uh, treated. And the only reason why I'm saying that is because I've worked in uh, like a psychiatric emergency, and sometimes people come in in full blown crisis, and they have to be um, sedated. So I mean, from time to time, but I don't see sedation as being like uh, a good treatment for anybody who's dealing with mental issues. You got some more comments? I got a, I got another one if you unless you got one. Um, I do have one. Sierra says sometimes we're too busy enabling and hiding the problem instead of dealing with it. Um, a lot of people don't want to accept and face the fact that Pookie is mentally unstable and a danger to mm-hmm. others. <laughs> and that's it. Or, you know, mm-hmm. it don't even have to be Pookie. Sometimes it could be your uncle that been living in the basement. Um, you know, for his whole life that don't nobody trust their kids around, but he's still living in the basement and ain't nobody doing but nothing about him. He's still in the basement. Huh? I said, mm-hmm, and he's still in the basement. And he's still in the basement. Yeah, that 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 whole thing to me is, that's, that's, that's a deep, that's deep, that whole thing about Pookie and your uncle and you know that that nobody trusts their kids around. That I don't understand still, seriously, why that kind of stuff is swept under the rug. Like it's just, yeah. it's it's. It, it, I just don't understand it. You know, those kind of things are some things that I don't understand, but I know it does happen, and not just in our community either. You know, that just that that happens, and it's just it's disgusting. You know, the whole R. Kelly thing. I told my husband. I said. You know, I don't even know. I can't watch the rest of them because I don't even think that I can. I don't want the energy of it. You know, it's just it's just a lot. I stopped watching it at number two because it's a lot. That's, that's a lot. That's a lot. You know, I'm, I'm sitting here like looking at people's comments like, well, I'm going to still listen to his music. Uh, No, I can't even hear his voice. I can't do anything. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> it's, it's definitely it's deep and you know what the crazy thing is about R. Kelly I do want you to go ahead and read your comment though before it gets swept away in the sea of uh, comments and stuff um, I have one more uh, Rashonda said she said oh and this is a good one my generation believed it was not real and believed you could whoop it out of them what oh <laughs> that's a that's a good <laughs> comment because you definitely you know that, that. Go ahead. She's telling the truth. Mm-hmm. She's telling most definitely. You know, uh, you know, whether it be we have a lot of uh, mental illness that sometimes manifests itself as behavioral issues. You can't. I mean, you just what you gonna do? You just gonna keep on abusing this person? Something is wrong. Something is wrong. And, you know, that is, honey, listen, it's really, really sad. In my own family, I've seen stuff like this um, exist, exist and be present, and people knew about it, and people um, didn't say anything. They protected these uh, people, these pedophiles, Um, not only just pedophiles, but it was just, it's so much stuff that comes along with um, 
mental illness. And, you know, sometimes mental illness comes about because you have so many things that you have been trying to hide and um, keep secret for so long. I definitely have a family member who drove himself crazy because it was so many things happening uh, in the family that he felt like he just couldn't say anything about. Um, My dad wants to make a comment, but he doesn't want to call in. He's sitting next to me. (laughs) Okay. Hey, Dad. Hold on. Hold on. Let me put it on the speaker. Hey, Carla. Hold on. Let's see if I can make a comment. A lot of reasons. One of the reasons I feel that we kept a lot of things in, in, in the black home is because we knew the severity of punishments that was going to be checking up on those uh, in the black mm. home. And we couldn't go to the legal system. If we had went to the legal system, we knew that they would have been fully prosecuted to the full extent of the law. So we kind of kept it, quote, unquote, in-house because we really didn't have no other options. I mean, I'm talking about maybe the late 50s and the early 60s. You know, so we, we couldn't quote unquote turn our sons and sons in or our daughters in or our family members because they had been prosecuted to the full extent of the law, uh, with no understanding of what the nature of uh the behavior was. So that was like well we'll just keep it in house and we'll deal it within ourselves. So I think that was one of the entities that come into play. That we really didn't have no outside resources to go to to deal with certain issues. Either it be sexual issues or even mental illness issues. So we kind of dealt with it within ourselves. And that was really not dealing with it. <coughs> and it probably had uh-huh. Yeah. I think that he made an amazing point. Um, because resources were limited back at that time for um, people in the black community. Um, and regardless to what the situation was with that person, like he said, they if they did something, they was going to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. So we knowing that there's something wrong with this person, choose to protect them. <clears throat> you know, so it was a form of protection of, you know, me trying to keep this quiet because, you know, we have this issue where, you know, this person could potentially get out here and be killed by the police. This person is going to be prosecuted, you know, like like he said, and that makes it even worse. Like, that's so sad. You know, just listening to him say that, was just it just made me so sad mm-hmm. because there weren't any resources. And you know what? It's really sad to say that it's kind of almost the same today. Um, you know, we do have a lot more resources. We do have... Um, they are starting to shed a light on mental illness. And if you are deemed that you are mentally unstable, people can't be prosecuted. But a lot of stuff still gets missed. Like, it doesn't mean that it's absolutely um, 100% changed today because it's not. And we have a lot of work to do with the criminal justice system. So I definitely feel him on that. Yeah, I 
definitely agree with that. We have a lot of work to do uh, with the criminal justice system because we just we gotta we gotta get this thing right. It's too many it's too many people being hurt by uh, even the person you know who who has a mental illness. You know, it's just too many people being hurt by the mental illness, and we just we as a community have to come together and um, become more knowledgeable. Number one, hold people accountable. Number two. And, you know, just just be a community that definitely encourages each other to go get help. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. Because I can't, I can't say that um, I haven't encouraged some people, you know, to, to definitely get some help. You know, there are a lot of resources. I work with people who, um, well, I work with a student population, but they're adult students. And we have so many different people coming through there and we have resources for them. If they have an issue, we have, you know, numbers that they can call where they can get help with certain things. But it's just like, um, we definitely have to encourage people to um, get some help. I've told a couple of people that needed to take a be cool pill, and I wasn't trying to be funny, you know, but sometimes mm-hmm. we just, we need that. Sometimes, you know, people need to be able to calm down and relax. I know people who their mind races all the time, 24-7. It's just like one thought after the other. And even that in itself is not normal. I know people who move around and, and you know, and back in the day, somebody would just be like, oh, well, that's just because auntie just be cleaning like that. Auntie be doing that, and auntie be doing this. And it's just like, uh, auntie, that's not okay. You know, there are certain things that are just not okay. I, I do have a comment you. I'm saying mm-hmm. to uh, Tamisha because I see a caller on the line. Uh, if you are the caller, that is the 248 number. Uh, please say something in the live. Tamisha, you may need to refresh or something if you can't see it. Um I do have a comment. Lenny said, oh, I'm trying to pin her comment so I can keep it here. She said, I suffer with PTSD. I saw my mom get murdered. My uncle and his friend get murdered. I found my significant other on the couch dead from an overdose. And then my dad sent me to the store. And when I got back, my dad had committed suicide. Um, all of this happened from the age of 9 to 21. I chose drugs and alcohol to suppress my feelings because I didn't have support to give me some help. Um, I didn't get it until the age of 50 when I decided to take action on my own. I couldn't sleep. I had panic attacks and feeling suicidal. I had been going to counseling and taking meds. <clears throat> I feel so much better in my life, and yes, I go to church too, but with the help of meds and therapy and the Lord, I have seen that I have been feeling a lot better about myself. I didn't want to go outside or anything. So, yes, therapy, meds, counseling was truly a blessing to me. If anyone is going through anything, they need to seek help right then, and there is, oh, there is help out there. Sorry for changing the subject, and yes, molestation was included, but um, if you told no one as far as your, your mother, 
she's saying that people didn't believe them back in the day, and she's sharing her testimony um, all the time to let them know that you can be healed. That is a blessing. That is a blessing. Um, it's a blessing that you were finally able to get help and, you know, that you have been, you decided to get help on your own. And a lot of times that is another issue that people do. They deal with things with um, alcohol and drugs, and they use these things to numb the pain. But as far as I'm concerned, those are some things that make it worse. So and we have somebody else who jumped on and said, yes, you can be. Healing is definitely a possibility. And I thank you so much, Lenny, um, for your testimony, because that's a lot. I couldn't imagine that I would be uh, okay after witnessing all of the things that she witnessed. So I thank you so much for sharing your testimony. Can I say something about her testimony? Yes. So I just I just wanted to say thank you for even sharing that with us. That was definitely a blessing um, to even know that you came out of that. That was a lot of uh, hurt and bondage that you that you had to come out of. And I also thank you for just saying stay on your medication, people. You know because she said stay on your medication, the Lord, and and, and therapy. You know, and those are three things, or those those are two things that we like to get away from that therapy and that and that uh, medication. We like to our community really likes to just just stay back from that. So I just really want to say thank you to her for even sharing that testimony. We needed to hear that. Absolutely. I do have a caller. Um, wait a minute. I have somebody who said I'm against medication. We're going to come back to that. <laughs> We're going to come back to that. But I do have a caller who um, has been on the line holding and she has a comment. Hey, caller, you're on the air. Hello. Hi. Um, I was just calling as a person who um, I suffer from mental illness as well. I was young, and I watched my father pass away. Nine months later, my mom died, and it was a lot for me. I never once went to see a doctor. I never once, you know, did none of that. I turned heavily into smoking marijuana. I, you know... I've been very, very angry for a long time, not knowing how to deal with my anger. And I just wanted to know, like, how many how many people really, really suffer from it and they use it as a clutch or as excuse to, you know, say, well, I suffer from a mental disability or I have mental illness because I know a lot of people who use that as a clutch. I think a lot of people use it as a crutch. Huh? No, go ahead. I think a lot of people use it as a crutch. I see, um, especially in my line of work, I may be dealing with a lot of people, um, a lot of people in the student population who tell me stuff like that every day. Hey, Jamie. Uh, Well, I, I had a student tell me, actually, that she suffered from bipolar disorder. And uh, she wasn't trying to take medication, <laughs> and she felt like she can deal with it herself. Well, more power to you, but I feel unsafe. Um, or I've had people tell me, well, you know, I got 
this situation going on and I can't really pay attention that well. Okay. Here's the thing. And I don't, not even trying to be, here's the thing. I'm looking at it from the standpoint of this. I am an instructor of a medical program. Everything is not for everybody. I need you to work on yourself. I need you to be able to get yourself together um, and possibly seek some type of help before this is the type of field that you want to go and work in. And that's just from my own personal experience. But I do feel like people sometimes, depending on what it is that they're dealing with, We'll try to use it as a crutch. And there's millions of people in the United States who deal with mental illness. So I hope that, um, you know, I answered your question. But my thing is this. Have you ever thought about seeking some type of help where you could get some medication and, you know, not just. Um, I thought about I thought about it, but. It's like I I watch so many people suffer from taking medication, and sometimes the medication don't work, or me not me not knowing the side effects of this medication, or me never even taking the time to medicate myself, or even allowing myself to go seek the help that I need. I I don't I don't want to do that, and then later on down the line just be completely messed up from it. I think that, and I'm going to be real honest, I think that you're going to be more <clears throat> more messed up. Um, you said it yourself, I don't allow myself or I don't take the time to see what the side effects are. You got to do what's best for you. You got to figure out what um, these side effects are. A lot of people do have a hard time finding the right medication, but that don't mean give up. You know, you go back, you get the medication titrated, you figure out what works best for you until you feel better. I think the only good outcome of a person uh, with mental illness that is that needs to be treated with medication is medication. And, and therapy. like everybody do have their own way of dealing with things. Like, like I said, like with me dealing with things, I turn to drugs or alcohol or it'd be times where I sit in silence and I don't say nothing. And it's people within my family or people like my peers who they don't know. They don't, they don't take the time. Like it's, it's swept under the rug a lot of times. So I never really took the time because I didn't want to deal with the effects of having nobody look at me like, Oh, she just want attention. Cause that is that's a lot of people. They look at it and they be like, "Well, she is looking for attention. Ain't nothing wrong with her." And that that flares it up as well. Like they don't take the time to see what's really wrong with you. They just take the time to look at it and be like, "Well, I don't think that it's nothing wrong with her. I've been around this girl my whole life." Well, it's it sounds to me like regardless of what everybody else thinks. You seem to think that you have this issue. And so I think that the best thing that you can do is seek some type of help for yourself, whether it be therapy. If you don't want to try the medication, try going to therapy. Try doing something that will help you. And then another thing I did want to ask before I go, um, like at which point, at which point with people who 
are listening and who who are suffering from mental illness or depression, anxiety, whatever, at which point did they realize that this was happening? It took for me to lose both of my parents for me to realize that it's something wrong. I was sitting in the room all day in the dark, not eating, not drinking water, like really just found myself in a really, really dark place. What how do people how do people recognize it? Or how do people get comfortable enough to go to somebody and be like, Well, I need help? No, I think that that definitely plays a part in um you admitting it. And once you once you do admit that you that you see some different signs in yourself and I also think it's important to try and recognize different signs in yourself, you know. But if you don't, if you can't, because sometimes it's not possible, you know, but if you can't recognize those signs in yourself, I do that definitely think that it's just it's good to have an accountability partner, you know, somebody that you can talk to and I definitely want us to get your name before we end the show or before um, Tamisha hangs up with you, so that we can we can talk to you on a regular because you 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 you're you're crying out for help. You're doing it right here on on air, so we want to be able to be those people to help you because it's not uh, you may not want to be on medication, just like you said, but there is some type of coping mechanism that you have to see. You know, and with this is the show, because you came on this show, you know, we have to step up and we have to help you. We have to be those accountability people, and that's okay. We we, we all for it. But but since you're saying it and you're doing the crying out for help, we want to help you, but you got to let people help you. You, you got to be willing to open up and let people help you because that anger and, and uh, going to drugs and things like that, you know, you've seen a lot. You've been through a lot. But you gotta be willing to allow somebody to help you so that that those different things won't stay on you. You won't stay in bondage to those different things. Thank you. So make sure that you get it that that we get your number um, and your name, and me and Ebony will be reaching out to you from time to time, um, just to you know make sure that you're okay and. You gotta have somebody that's 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 gonna hold you accountable for, you know, having no or being able to cope with those different uh, feelings and those different different um, ways of thinking because our minds can be bombarded with different feelings and anger and different things like that. So we just want to make sure that we, you know, praying for you and getting that information out to you. You know, we do have some numbers for, like, crisis text lines, suicide hotline. So we're going to put those numbers out there. You know, make sure that you have what you need. We're going to make sure that you have our contact information as well. Okay. Thank you, ladies. You're welcome. I got two comments. Um, one from a nurse practitioner. Her name is Ebony as well. One of the things she said is um, – Oh, she said a lot. She said, as a previous pediatric nurse practitioner in the ER setting, I caution parents to listen to their children when they say they want to harm themselves or are feeling like they want to harm themselves. Far too often parents mistake these things as attention-seeking techniques when there's really a root to these thoughts. Please take the time to be evaluated and let the mental health screen sort it out. 
And then she also said that, and keep in mind that medication takes several weeks to work, sometimes four to six weeks. Also had another nurse online, um, Candace. She's a nurse, and she said, stay on medication. Don't come off your meds until you're supposed to. I'm sorry. We're having a little bit of technical difficulty, so can you just hold on one second? Yes. Thank you, everybody on my live for joining. I appreciate you guys for joining on the first show that I am the co-host to. If you guys have any questions or testimonies or comments or anything like that, you can call in. Uh, you can put your comment online. We do actually want your comments. We want the feedback. If there's any mental health specialists online or anybody that works in the mental health field, I definitely urge you to call in and encourage people and give them some information. We are definitely looking to let this show today be a platform to help somebody. We really want to help people with mental issues. We want to make sure that they know that they have um, people out here that are willing to help them and give them information and not judge them. I'm back. And my sister is back online. So um, <laughs> make sure you get that information uh, from the last person that called in. So I was just telling my live that, you know, I wanted them to, I urge everybody to call in if they had a testimony or if they had any comments or questions or concerns about anything with, regarding mental health and family secrets, you know, that we wanted this platform, this show particularly, to be a platform for people to uh, reach out for help, for people to learn how to deal with different um, coping mechanisms. So if we have any expertise mental health specialists out there or just anybody that has dealt with this in their family that you know, are very familiar with it, we just urge you to call in, leave a comment on mine or Ebony's live, <coughs> so we can we can help people. You know, that's what it's about. It's not about us. It's about helping others, getting that information out there. Most definitely. I do have Robin um, on the line. Robin has been holding for quite some time. She, um, oh, yeah, I know, right? She commented that she doesn't, she's against, um, medication. Robin, I'm definitely uh, interested in hearing her comment. Robin, I'm so sorry that you were Hi. on hold for so long. How are oh, you? No, you guys are good. You're good. I'm good. How are you, ladies, this evening? Fantastic. Okay, good, good. Well, yeah. Um, first is a young lady who um, who had just made her comment on air. If you guys can share my Facebook page too. Um, I don't mind if you ever need somebody to talk to, reach out to. You can definitely definitely message me, um, you know, at any point in time. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't. And let me let me rephrase that. I shouldn't say I don't believe in medication. I believe that medication shouldn't be the the end. I feel like if you need to start medication, you certainly should. But you shouldn't become dependent on that medication. You have to learn coping skills. So you can, you know, strengthen your own mind so eventually you can get off the meds and live your life for yourself on your terms without anything. 
um, to try to, to make it feel better. Um, so that's my view on that. But, um, yeah, I think this is a great topic. I just, I I want people to to learn how to strengthen themselves and, and not be dependent on anything. You shouldn't be dependent on weed, liquor, any type of drug, whether it's man-made or, or street-bought. We should be dependent on our own joy and our own thoughts and, and make our own happiness. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's hard because I and I know I I watched my dad beat my mom. I was molested by my brother, like repeatedly. Um, I was in a domestic violence relationship. My mom mentally and physically abused us. Like I've had a hard life, and people always wonder why I'm able to still laugh at myself and and smile and crack jokes and and sometimes I do get to those points where I feel like I can't move on. Um. But you just, you have to learn to affirm yourself for every negative thought that you have, replace it with multiple positive thoughts until you start to remember that, yes, you can do this, keep moving on. No amount of medication is going to help you if you're not willing to do the work that needs to be done to get better. Don't let anybody shame you. I used to beg my mom to to take me to therapy, and she was always worried about people labeling me. Who cares? (laughs) You are what matters. Your happiness matters. If they're not trying to do what you say you need to be happy, then they don't need to be in your life. Let it go. You have to find your own happiness. That's that's. I feel like that's the only way people are really going to to ever learn to appreciate life and the beauty in this world because there is a lot. That's it. That's what I say. <laughs> Absolutely right, and I thank you so much for calling in and clarifying that. Um, I do believe that a lot of times medications are not the end-all, be-all, so I agree, and it is hard um, because I've dealt with some things in my past where it is kind of like something that never goes away. You know, you have to be consistently working on you, find a way to cope with those things, deal with them, and continue to move forward. So I thank you so mm-hmm. much for sharing that. I definitely do yeah, um, agree with you. And I definitely will um, make sure that the young lady who called in has your information. She's on my Facebook. Yeah. Um, okay. And so I'll definitely pass that information to her. <clears throat> okay. Thank you. Thank you. You guys have a great night. I'm going to listen, though. <laughs> See you later. Okay. Thank you, Robin. I think her comment was incredible. I think um, her perception of that is incredible because I do believe that you should not be dependent on medic- dependent on medication. You've got to have those coping skills. And you, we definitely do have to have that strength, you know, that we need to survive without that medication so that now we won't have other issues like addiction. So right. I definitely I'm, I appreciate her comment. Absolutely. And, you know, it takes a, a, a strong person to be able to find some way to cope um, and to actually deal with uh, their issues without. It seems like weed is the big thing. A lot of people, I know so many people who smoke weed, um, and I think that a lot of the people that I know that smoke weed, they started smoking weed because they had some type of a thing that they were trying to deal with or um, numb it or you know, drinking alcohol and stuff like that. And at the end of the day, that stuff is, if you really think about it, 
a lot of times street drugs make things so much more worse. If you're dealing with um, some type of, um, I'm trying to think of what it is that I want to say, especially people who are dealing with um, schizophrenia, street drugs make that type of stuff worse. Um, mm-hmm. You know, anxiety disorders, depending on what it is that you take, sometimes those things can relax you. A lot of times the street drugs make it worse. So, I mean, well, we have an interesting comment. <clears throat> I have a person who says that she doesn't agree with Robin. She says that we wouldn't tell a person with AIDS or HIV or cancer to cope. We would suggest the best medicine, doctor, and hospital. Some people need more than coping skills. And you know what? Sierra, I agree with you as far as something like that. But they do still have things in place for people um, with AIDS and HIV and cancer. And at the end of the day, it's all to help them to cope. Medication does have to be involved in those type of situations, but those are um, some serious diseases, and we do want to treat those types of things with medication, but they still have to learn how to cope with it. <clears throat> and so she actually did correct that as well, as well. Um, by um, saying that she didn't say that. She actually did uh, correct that and say that she didn't, it wasn't that she didn't agree with being on medication. She didn't agree that she should take it long term. Right. It shouldn't be the end all be all. So, yeah, I do still think that she made a good point. Um, But, you know, when you're talking about diseases and mental illness, I think that's two different types of situations. And people with those types of diseases, because you have people who, Um, are living with AIDS and HIV for long term now, you know, longer than what the outcome used to be. And they still have to find ways um, to cope with that type of stuff, too. So a lot of good information for our young caller who, yes, I'm definitely going to be posting some stuff when this uh, broadcast is over. Dee, did I miss anything when I blacked out? I don't know what happened over here. You said, did you miss anything? Yeah. Mm, no, I think it was a pretty good show. Um, I think everybody, um, more people, I'm excited about the, the topic. You know, more people will be aware and, you know, try to start researching different things because, again, like I said, it's definitely different mental health issues out here that we don't even we don't even knock on the door about it. You know, we don't say anything about people that, you know, dealing with excessive sleeping. Like, we just have to make sure that we recognize the signs. I had a family member um, tell us that she was depressed. And when she told us that she was depressed and suicidal, you know, nobody really took it serious enough. And when they tell you those different things, because it was, it was, Signs were definitely shown. No one paid attention to them, though. So when the when the, when it started coming up of what those different signs were, what what that person was doing, um, it was like, oh, okay, yep, something is wrong. She she is depressed. So I definitely think that we have to pay more attention to to the people that we that we love, our friends, and 
you know, that saying, check on your strong friends, check on your strong friends because they could be well well dealing with mental, mental health issues such as depression, um, stress and anxiety, like over stress and anxiety, like that. Not not just you stressed out because you didn't get your, your refund check. No, no, no. We're talking about, you know, real stress and anxiety. So uh, make sure you check on your strong friends. Check on your strong family members because we miss that a lot of times. And we, we really, as a family and as a community, really have to start paying attention to different things that's going on around us, different different people that's going on around us. If your friend, if you haven't talked to your friend that you talked to, Twice a month. If you haven't talked to them in a long time, you make sure you reach out to that person because you never know what a person could be going through. I, I didn't reach out to one of my friends for, you know, I just got so busy with life. And this was one of the friends that I can call this friend. Um, I can call this friend every three months, you know, and we could pick back up. We could pick back up, you know, right on, right on the top of where we left off at. But I hadn't talked to her in a long time, and when I finally did call, uh, she let me know that she had been contemplating suicide. She had been dealing with so many different things, and I'm like, I missed it. I dropped the ball because of the things that I, the the thing that I used to do, calling her, you know, and we talking and we go out and stuff every couple months. I didn't do it, and so I dropped the ball with that, and I could have lost my friend. You know, we just got to make sure that we are on top of that. And, I mean, I know we deal with our own issues, our own storms, but we definitely got to hold each other accountable with, with dealing with that. So um, we can put those suicide hotline numbers up, that crisis text line number up. I'll put it on my live feed. Uh, yeah, so we, we want to make sure that we get that stuff out there, that information out there. Definitely. I think Robin <clears throat> called back in. I think that she has another comment. Come on, Robin, because she wanted to send her comment. That's the bad thing, Robin. <laughs> I don't have another comment. <laughs> you don't, Robin? Huh? Robin, did you say you had a comment again? Um, oh, no, I don't have another comment. I'm good. Oh, I'm, good. I'm sorry. Yeah. So... Yeah, I don't know if her counter started over. My stuff is kind of janky over here. I don't know exactly what is going on, but I'm in the process of posting some numbers. I do want to um, thank all of the callers and the outpour of support that we had coming back um, after this two-week hiatus. You know, this um, our New Year show, we talked about family secrets and the different things that are being swept under the rug in the community, and I think it was an awesome show. Um, I got to say, I agree with you, Dee, about checking on your strong friends. I'm really, really bad at reaching out to people and contacting people, and I think a lot of times that is the type of thing that um, gets old, but I hate to talk on the phone. I don't know what it is about talking on the phone. I hate it with a passion. Um, and so I think that's something that I just definitely have to <clears throat> get over, you know, and deal with and, and, you know, start reaching out to people because that's true. Cause that was a time when I was over here just, you know, going through life and dealing with stuff. And I didn't hear from a lot of people who, um, I thought were my friends. So, <clears throat> you know, that's definitely something that we need to do, you know, start checking up on people, reaching out to people, pick up the phone, 
there's so many people in my life that I know I haven't spoken to in a very long time, you know, and we do get accustomed to, I can call her, she's always going to be there, and um, somebody said cancer tendencies, don't do that, Sierra, she's a cancer, um, and that's definitely just how I operate, you know, but I got to get over it. I got to change that because I can't just have the expectation that this person is always going to be there and that this person is just somewhere being strong, you know, because that's not always the case. Let me tell you, you should incorporate this for yourself because I do this, um, the check on my strong plan. I literally every month, okay, maybe not every month, but every month, month and a half, <laughs> I send out, I I literally go to my message and I type in, I love you, sis, okay, and I send it to every sister, friend that I have, that I'm, you know, my circle of people, I send it out to them, and you have no idea that that I love you, sis, a lot of times open up the door for what they are going through at that moment, and they, honestly, they needed me, so, you know, incorporate that maybe, but, you know, if if you want to, but it definitely helps me because I don't, I'm really bad at keeping in touch on a regular. I didn't used to be, but I think I just, I'm so busy that I just get caught up. And so I just, I just, you know, I love you, sir. And it's like, I just click name, 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 name. I go down the list, boom, and I'm done. Right. That is a good idea. And it's something that I can easily do because I'm more comfortable <clears throat> with not talking. <laughs> so that's our friend, y'all. She's not she's comfortable with not talking with her with a radio show. She's an author and she's talking about she's comfortable with not talking. That blew my mind when I found that out. But it's true, so I'm not one of those people who like to be in the spotlight. Like to get, you know, it's just never been me, never been my style. Even with this whole radio show thing, you can hear my voice, you know. I don't have to be seen. I don't have to be in the spotlight. But that's one of the things I'm working on for 2019 is, you know, getting in front of stuff, getting in front of the camera. You know, I'm already transparent. I'm I'm a very transparent person. But um, so I just think it's some things that, you know, I need to change. So, Courtney, she said, I got two comments. Courtney said that we should close this with prayer. Are you going to pray, Courtney? Because you, you put in that comment on there, you, you must come pray. And then I have <laughs> another comment from Janice, um, and she said, her, well, I call her Lady Ambrose. So, Lady Ambrose said, just know that God is our strength and our peace. Which she's definitely our strength and our peace. But Lady Ambrose, they got to stay on that medication. God, they strength. And they pee, and they need that medication. <laughs> hey, I'm not, I'm not going to go away from that one. I'm, I'm, Lady Ambrose, they need that medication. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm serious. You know? And we, got, we, need, we need Pookie. We need Pookie and, and, and Deshana, we need them to stay on their medication because we can't have them out here harming society. And that's just real talk. I'm not being funny. I'm really serious. Right. Absolutely. I think that we had an amazing show. 
Um, I think that you should pray, D. You're so petty for that. (laughs) You are Mm -hmm. the prayer. Mm -hmm. Well, looky here. Okay, well, that's okay. You'll pray next Tuesday. I'm not even going to worry about it. I'll go ahead and pray this time. You'll pray next Tuesday, and we'll just keep on switching it up like that. Oh, and Tamisha, we need you to pray, too. Why she can't pray? Tamisha, you going to pray, girl? <laughs> <laughs> I pray all the time for everybody. No, she didn't. She said, I pray all the time for everybody. <laughs> all right, so we <laughs> ready to close out because I'm going to go ahead and pray. Absolutely. Go ahead. Let's, let's call. Everybody join hands. (laughs) All right. Father God, we just come to you, Lord. We thank you and we praise you, Lord, because you are our God, Lord. We honor you all today on tonight, Father God. We thank you for a good show, God. We thank you in the name of Jesus, God, that we got information out there. We thank you for letting this be a platform to get information, God, to allow people to call in, Father God, and to not be judged, Father. We thank you on tonight for just our for the host, Ebony, her daughter, Tanisha, for being the producer. And, Lord, we just thank you for all our guests and all our the whole audience on, on both of our lives and everything. And, we, Lord, we just ask right now in the name of Jesus, God, that you cover each and every one of these people right now. We ask that you teach people coping skills, Father God. We ask that you just give them a heart to want to reach out and go get help, Father God, if they're dealing with mental issues. And we ask right now in the name of Jesus that you cover us on tonight, Father God, as we speak. And we ask right now, God, that you just continue to bless us, Father God, and continue to pour out your spirit on us and your anointing on us, God, and and just downloading us, God, downloading myself and Ebony, God, the things that you want us to talk about on this show, Father God. And and thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So with um, Ms. Duwana being our new co-host, I want you guys to – Follow her on social media if you haven't done so already. Um, her Facebook is, give me a Facebook, D. My Facebook, mm, do I even know her? My Facebook is Dewana Miss Diva Coleman. Miss Diva Coleman, and her uh, Instagram is Miss Diva MRS D I V A. What's the number, D? 226. All right, so actually I'm in the process of posting. There's a national suicide hotline. I'm putting it in the live. Um, I want to thank everybody for calling in to Emotionally Empowered Radio. Um, Everybody on the line talking about Amen, D. (laughs) Talking about what? Amen. Yeah, we sweet with that. We got to close it out with that. That was good, Courtney. Thank you. Next time we'll let, we'll let you pray, but go ahead. <laughs> you guys can follow me on Instagram at Ian Hardy underscore. Um, and, of course, I am Tiffany Ian Hardy on Facebook. I thank you guys. Thank you for the testimonies that were shared. Um, Ms. Diva Coleman, Lenny posted it. Um Thank you so much, Lenny, for your testimony. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for your comments. Sierra, thank you for always calling in. Thank you for everybody who was listening and commenting. You guys are amazing. 
And I just want to thank you guys again for tuning in to Emotionally Empowered Radio. Make sure you join us, same time, same place, um, next Tuesday. Have you real quick, did you get did you get the young lady's information? Huh? Yes, okay, her name, I do know her name. Her name is Janika Matthews. I'm going to share that information with you, and I'm going to actually share um, Robin's information um, with her as well. Okay, great. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Have a good night. Have a good night.